0: Um, speaking of being conflict avoidant, this is a side note that I may cut this out if I feel like it, but Faith and I were talking a couple of days ago about making things up in your brain, about making up problems that don't exist in the real world. Yeah. And she she had made up a problem and we were talking about this problem and how it's not real. And like, you make up things in your head, everybody does whatever. And she was like, yeah, I just need to, I need to let this one go because it has no basis in reality. And like, I fully made this up in my brain. And I was like, I do that all the time. I said the other day, I convinced myself that Bradley hated me, and like I made that up in my brain and convinced myself of it. So like people do that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. And Faith stopped and she went, Well, but the thing about Bradley is, is that he's so conflict avoidant that if he hated you, he wouldn't tell you. And I was like, Faith, oh my god, That's not the was like, that is making it so much worse. And she was like, No, 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 no. I'm like, Faith, I was so. Kissed at her, and I was like, "I'm gonna think about that for the next like four <laughs> days." And she was like, "I just meant it, like, never mind." Like she knew at that point, she's like, "Never, it's that's not late. what I meant." Like I was you... like, "I cannot believe she said he's so conflict avoiding that if he hated you, he wouldn't tell you." Why on earth? <laughs> Why on earth would you say that to me? So stupid. Anyway, Thanks, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, oh my god. She, and i knew she felt like she felt really bad about it was like that's not what I meant. i'm like i don't care what you meant you said it and it's gonna sit in the back of my brain for forever and it'll always be there Thanks, thanks for nothing i came over here to help you and now i'm feeling really attacked ridiculous thanks babe thanks babe i'm probably just like thanks for giving it away
1: <laughs> i will say to that point like there what she says has basis in reality but i'm so like the opposite that i'm so passive aggressive that the result would have been the same by now <laughs>
0: what yeah. do you mean wait oh my god i'm, so I'm just sweaty. gonna make this worse i'm I literally so sweaty sh- i'm like literally beginning to sweat <laughs> it's so stupid it's i so stupid. won't
1: ever come out and this fight someone and be like this is how i feel oh, sure. i'm gonna tell you up front yeah but i'm so <laughs> passive aggressive in the other direction that we wouldn't hang out. So if I if that's the way I felt, this
0: is something I mentioned to my sister, and I was like, "This is something I'm making up in my brain." And she was like, "Well, what straight white man do you know who does things he doesn't want to do?" And I was like, "Literally none." And she was like, "Right. So if Bradley didn't want to hang out with you, he wouldn't." And I was like, "That's probably fair." That so <laughs> whatever Faith had to offer me was of no use, yeah. no comfort. But that really that stuck at me. She was like. Straight white men don't do things they don't want to do Because they feel like they can just say no all the time So if he didn't want to he wouldn't I was like okay that makes me feel better Ridiculous ridiculous. To take my brain out and like Rub it over a cheese grater sometimes And be like just this part We need to get rid of it you know what yeah. I mean Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name's Amanda. I'm your host every single freaking week. Um, This would be your weekly disclaimer that if you could hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. But she hasn't been wearing her collar for the last, like, couple of weeks. We're going through our rebellious teen phase. And every time I put it on her, she takes it off. So, like, I'm giving my child space and distance. We're practicing boundaries. Her boundary is the collar right now. So... You won't be able to hear her unless she starts chewing on a microphone stand, which is entirely possible. Also, seasonal disclaimer: If you can hear the dehumidifier in the background, I don't care. If I turn it off, I can't breathe. So sorry about it. Um, I have with me this week a returner? Question mark. Because yes. when you were here last time, I listened to that episode recently of the four of us, and Hannah and Laurie talk way more than you do and it's like kind of comical how like oh and also bradley's here you know what i mean and like once in a while yeah like kind of piping up from the background and being like oh yeah i thought that was interesting and like that's kind of it and then even when laurie leaves because she had to go to the garth brooks concert and it's just but then it's just me and hannah you know what i mean and you're just like also there so i'm so excited this week i have with me my friend bradley Woo! very exciting to like actually be like you talking on this and not you overshadowed by people who have loud opinions, (laughs) uh, namely being me. Um, Okay. So before we talk about the pyramid of the world, I have a couple of things. Um, The first is that I got a new review and in full, in the spirit of full honesty, I got this review like a week ago and I forgot to talk about it last week. So sorry, but somebody on, um, Apple Podcast gave me a five-star rating. Thank you very much. And said, I love listening to this podcast anytime, anywhere. It's so funny, and I have nothing bad to say, period. Also, fun fact, I took ice skating lessons around Cranberry, which is in uh, Pennsylvania, and so did Chloe's little sister. So we probably saw Christy when we were there, which Uh I would start every single sentence with that fact, if that were the case. I think that is so cool, that, like, potentially – you could have been in the same space as the Christy. So yes, thank you for the review. Reviews like help me get into the recommended feed of people who listen to podcasts. That's what that's for. So the more you review and the more you give it ratings, the more it gets pushed out. So if you think that this is a podcast that's worth sharing with somebody, that would be the best way to do it. Giving a review and then, or giving it a rating and then giving it a review will push it out into the algorithm for people a little bit more. Also, this week, on my, oh, not on my birthday. Was it on my birthday? No. The day after my birthday, because it was Sunday, I found out that I have a monthly subscriber who is going to pay, who, like, pays a monthly fee every month to support the podcast, which is, like, so stupid, uh, ridiculous. Like, the idea of someone paying their, like, hard-earned money every month, giving me part of that is just like crazy and I can't make it make sense in my brain. But if you look in the show notes of this episode, there's a link that says um, support this podcast and it only gives you three options of payment, which, I, which like, I can't change. It only gives you like three different, um, you know, you can donate this much or this much or this much or whatever. And I can't change those. I wish I could cause I would have made the margins a little bit different, but whatever. Um, and if you like feel compelled to do that, you totally can. You also don't have to. It's just there. Um, the hope is that the money that I make off of the ad that I put uh, in all my episodes and the money that I could potentially make off of monthly supporters is going to go to upgrade audio equipment. That's kind of the the thing. So you're, it's like uh, ideally what you would do for taxes where like you pay a tax and then it goes back to support the public. The, ideally um that's what this would be so if you feel compelled to do that it's in the link of or it, the link is in the description of the episode you don't have to i'm not begging for money but if you want to but also yay to the person that. but also shout story. out to the person who did it that is so nice that's so nice like i i don't know i'm just like i'm just like a person who did this thing because i thought it would be fun and like getting paid or like getting somebody else's not even like getting ad money because it's from a company. So it's like, whatever, like taking money from a company is like not something that I feel guilty about. You know what I mean? Like I can take that. That's yeah, they're, they'll be fine. But like an individual's money feels like more important because it's not from a corporation. So it's just really cool. And I really appreciate that. And if you feel like you want to do that, it's in the, it's in the link of, or the link is in every description of every episode. I just didn't want to talk about it because I didn't know how to talk about it. But it's there if you feel like it. Okay. Those are the podcast things I have to talk about. Bradley, welcome back. OMG. Um, Thank you. I have been kind of backtracking to talk about how I know everybody who's on the episodes.
1: You did not do that.
0: But I didn't do that. Yeah. at, I, that, at, at the that, last time I was on. Yeah. So how would you say that we know each other? If you, <laughs> you have to describe it, what would you say?
1: Um, I would use the same way because technically it would be church but that's not something that i or we as a no, as a group of church friends mm-hmm. like to describe ourselves understandably so right so spiritual community
0: yeah is
1: i i've used that i like that yeah um it's not quite it gets the point across of how we know each other. Right. But it also doesn't come with all the baggage
0: right. that we the same left. church. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, and we also ran in the same circles of people, but did not know that until we met at the spiritual community that we were now a part of. Yes. But that our, like, like circles of people, like, we had people in common, and we had places in common, but we didn't know it until... Later on,
1: which is wild because I only recently (laughs) moved here, so like, right, wild connection of having mutual connections, yeah, beforehand, not but like that, not being a like I didn't meet you through the mutual connections, right? That was in hindsight, being like, I said something about this person, and you're like, wait, hold on, who are you talking about? Wait a minute, I know these people too, uh huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it being and you're also not from here. You're not from Nashville. No, uh-uh. So like because usually if they're like if you're from Nashville, I'm also from Nashville. So it would make sense that we have people in common. Yeah. But you're not from here. And you and I have lived very different lives. And so you moving here and then finding out that we knew the same people and were like members of similar communities before leaving those communities to then be where we are now was yeah. like crazy yeah so so we now know each other but we could have known each other a different in a different life didn't and now know each other in this life yeah which is crazy to me crazy to me personally yeah <laughs> this one behind oh liza is like loafing over my shoulder on the couch staring out the window are you mad at me is it something i said yeah okay we're gonna fight later um okay are you ready to talk about the pyramid of, like, the world in general?
1: Yes. yes what you I got?
0: Am. What do you have on the bottom? Um, my brother in Christ.
1: <laughs> the bottom of my pyramid this week and for the last few weeks. Oh, no. It's something specific, but more broadly is doing something mm-hmm. that you Period. know is pointless.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, and yeah, doing yeah. things in general, but doing pointless things. Yeah. You know are
1: pointless. And it's one of those things, like, you just have to do it, but you can logically be like, there's no You're talking about math.
0: hmm You're talking about math, yeah. aren't you? So
1: I it. <laughs> a college class, gen ed's in general, yeah, is really like Yeah. Like why? Other than making the college more money. Yeah. I did this in high school. I
0: don't need to be generally educated. Yeah. I did that already in high school. The
1: reason I'm going to college is to find to something not specifically do that. Yeah. to learn. Um so anyway, I've been I've gotten out of doing gen ed classes but now i'm going back and doing them mm-hmm. and usually they're okay because they're like whatever classes i hate math yeah with a passion right right and now i'm taking a math class
0: and it's like for what
1: and it's yeah and for what for what this doesn't help me with a degree it's all <laughs> like the college algebra i'm doing this i'm like i literally have no this isn't going to help me later
0: and it's on. not you're not going to use it in your degree like you're not no. getting a degree in anything that's even remotely related to math at all remotely
1: yeah no so what's the point exactly yeah. so i sit at my desk for hours uh-huh. a week Ugh. going through algebraic equations oh my god going what's the point
0: i hate that not only are you having an existential crisis but you're having an existential crisis whilst doing math yeah which is just adding insult to intrigue. Paying
1: to do math that
0: <laughs> that is the bs about college that i like that that legitimately makes me angry of like the only reason to do this is to make money. Yeah. Oh, and you no, have to. You have to do the. Gen if I want a piece of paper do, at the end of this. Yeah, I'm paying you no to things. take math.
1: So so that's stupid. at the bottom. That's at the bottom. I'm almost done. Yeah, but it's. Just,
0: I hate that. I felt that way when, like the later I was getting into college, we had to take Bible classes every semester, and the more I stopped, the more I. No, the less I agreed with the theology of my Christian college, the more aggravating Bible classes were. And I was like, yes. y'all are just doing this to make money. Yes. And to like, quote unquote, save souls. But like, no, you're not. It's to make money.
1: Do you find all the loopholes in your Bible classes?
0: Yes. Uh, and like, I would ask legitimate questions. Yeah. Like, that's a dumb question. You snowflake liberal. And I'd be like, okay, sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Really
0: frustrating. But I hate that for you. Yeah. And you have to. They will not let you do anything other than nope. like, at, like they won't let you advance until you've done the gen ed stuff, which is so stupid. Which
1: thankfully I was able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I was taking, you know, my degrees in psychology. So I was Mm -hmm. able to start taking some of those classes. I was able to take some super awesome psychology classes, you know, stuff that was actually for my degree that was Mm -hmm. helping me. Yeah. The reason I was going to school. In the first place. Again. uh Uh-huh. And now – now it's catching up and now it's like okay okay right. down do math. math do your english classes cool
0: and math yep if you're a lover of math i'm sorry but get a personality math is awful like ugh. ew i hate that for you i haven't taken a math class in forever and my life has only gotten better since i stopped taking math classes you know what i mean i can imagine just saying <laughs> just throwing that out there That sucks. I hate
1: that for you. Yeah. And my degree, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, a psychology degree at this school is considered math intensive. So this is one out of two math classes that I'm required to take before I complete my degree.
0: Which, like, why? Like, wouldn't it be – I mean, I don't know what the alternative would be, but wouldn't psychology be a class that's more focused in literature because you're reading and, like, studying? Yeah, I can –
1: the only thing that I can think of is because – you could end up going very like research, research analytical, yeah. but wouldn't mm-hmm. like? I feel like there's ways to avoid that. You know, you take a bachelor of science in psychology, yeah, as opposed to a bachelor of arts, and that like oh, yeah, you... there would be the
0: delineation between the two, yeah, yeah. But no,
1: I'm taking bachelor of arts,
0: and it's <clears> and still, it's like, a math intensive math. art. Okay, great. Sorry. That's so stupid. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I've given up trying to get out of it. Like, yeah, right. like whatever. Yeah, at this Here point, I just have to do it. Like, <laughs> there's no point in fighting. I just have to. Yeah, Ugh, gross. <laughs> um the thing i have for the bottom of the pyramid may be something that i've already talked about so if it is i'm sorry but um i have been hearing a lot about different like true crime documentaries or docuseries that are being made without the permission of the people affected which is like kind of like it's i mean it's trash like nbc specifically is doing a lot of series where they are like talking about the death or the murder of somebody. And they're not consulting the families. They're talking to like crime experts or like news people, because technically news coverage about this kind of thing would fall under fair use, right? Like you can make comments. I mean, this is how fair use is how I'm allowed to do this. Like Mm -hmm. making commentary is like what those are essentially doing. Liza, if you knock over my energy drink, I'm going to give you to Bradley because you already like him. Yes. Liza, do not an agent of chaos anyway. um, And they're just like, I've just been hearing a lot about these kinds of docu series and documentaries that are being made about people's like unfortunate death. That's not the family is not plugged in. They didn't even know it was happening or they said no. And they did it anyway, because it falls under fair use. Mm, It's just like, it's just icky. And also in like a, a more general sense, like the true crime folks in the world are like problematic already like people being obsessed with serial killers like that's weird you know what i mean like that's strange out of all the things you can be interested in why is it that you know what i mean and i i like true crime but i only like true crime in so much that it could not affect me you know what i mean so like i for the bazillionth time today started watching the vow on hbo it's so good it's about a cult that could not have recruited me it just couldn't have because it's about a guy who claims that he turned happiness into science and that he created his own math about like the joy of, of life. And like, you lost me at math. You know what I mean? Like he could not have recruited <laughs> oh, me. me. Too. Yeah, exactly. You and I would have never been in there. And he also was like very pandering and whatever he, he would have made me like I, nothing about Keith or would have like sucked me into that cult. It could not have been me. Yeah. So that's interesting. But like, or like right now I'm listening to, um, the rise and fall of Mars Hill about Mark Driscoll and his like squad out there. Crazy. Couldn't have been me. Mark Driscoll could not have been charismatic enough for me to look past his bad attitude and also his looks. You're looking like that telling me how to live. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? No. So like that kind of stuff is interesting. Yeah. But like, I don't know the, the true crime folks in general are stressing me out with like the feral nature of needing documentaries and docu-series in and like 2020 and like constantly churning things out all the time it's just like pump the brakes like these are people's real lives like someone's relative died in a very tragic uh you know illegal like a uh, uh, felony type of thing uh and you're like capitalizing on it it feels yeah. to do what to 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 please people at home who have uh you know a subscription to peacock that's ridiculous yeah you know so that's at the bottom for me um, what do you have for the middle of the pyramid?
1: Um, I put social media for the Ugh. middle of my pyramid.
0: Elaborate, please.
1: It's in the middle because I do not like it.
0: <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, But, like, why is it not at the bottom?
1: It's not at the bottom because I feel like I could never get rid of it. You know, like, yeah. there's so much that I would miss out on not having it. It's like... <laughs> I already missed out on enough with my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to like get rid of the one tether I have to <laughs> <It's
0: a> reality <laughs> culture. Well, and we also have a friend who like her whole thing is sleuthing on the internet for people. Like, so if you deleted your social media presence, she specifically would be really pissed because she goes through people's feeds all the time to like keep tabs on everybody in our group. So she would not. She would bully I'd you into disappear. keeping it. Yeah, she'd be like, "Why did you do that? That's weird. It's weird." <laughs>
1: so weird yeah
0: (laughs) is there anything positive about it or is it just is it in the middle because it is like it like you have to have it or you feel like you can't get rid of it or whatever that's
1: the most that's the majority of why it's in the middle like keeping it in the middle Mm -hmm. it's just like there are good things it's like nice to keep up with people but but i'd rather not have to have it
0: yeah and just not and
1: just be okay but Mm -hmm. to actually go through and like delete them yeah, it's probably not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I hear so, you. Here we are, and then you're the weirdo who doesn't have social media. That's the other thing. It's like social ostracization. <laughs> yes, you know, I'd be ostracized from your group. Yeah, I being like, oh, you know, another reason for us to us me to dunk on you all the time would be like, oh, Bradley doesn't have uh, social media anymore. <laughs> is there a platform that you like uh, least out of all of them, I, <laughs> or do you dislike all of them equally?
1: See, this is what what's embarrassing when I say it's. I don't like social media. I'm only on one social media. <laughs> I don't like this particular <laughs> one. I'm sure. generalizing it because it would be the same for any social media that I have. Sure. <laughs> There's only one.
0: That's incredible. And
1: one's too much. I'm already like, You're like I'm, I'm over already it.
0: over it. <laughs> we do have <laughs> a friend who keeps trying to bully everyone into being on B be Real. And the answer is no. It's, I can't I, handle I can't. my one
1: social media. So I
0: physically, the only one that I, okay, let me back up. I have a TikTok account and I've posted a couple things a couple times, but I'm on that for entertainment. I'm I'm on it in the way that people watch TV. Like I just scroll just to be like a viewer and not a participator. Yeah. Instagram, I will like post and interact with and like keep up with. And then I also have a Twitter and I'll tweet every once in a while, but whatever. But like that is enough. And I have a Facebook account. I haven't been on Facebook since... Uh, the election, because I realized every time I open up Facebook, somebody made the brave decision to come out as a racist. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know what I mean? Every time I opened it, somebody else was saying something ignorant. So I have one, but I haven't been on it in years. And like that's too much for me. Just like being active on Instagram and observing TikTok and Twitter, it's a lot. So be real, absolutely not. And and you were with that in that conversation. You and I were like, we have enough social media already, and it's not that much. And I, I can't. This whole thing of posting pictures all the time, every day, pass. I don't want to be real. You know what I mean? Like, I want to cult. Exactly. I want to. I want to project a cultivated social media image. I don't want you to know it's me not, like that.
1: That's, it's that's the social, point. It's not That's the whole point of social media. <laughs> so stupid. So yeah. It's not, but it is.
0: I, no, yeah. It, I mean, you're not supposed to be, but also, yes, you are. You know what I mean? If you're not being authentic, or if you're not being fake, and you're being too authentic on Instagram then it's weird yeah you know what i mean so it's like you have to kind of be manicured at some point that's why i'm not gonna be on be real i don't want i don't want to be real i don't want you to know me like that that's weird shout out to you jd shout out to you jd you can catch Mm -hmm. one or both of these hands you can get wrecked (laughs) he texted me did you hear that he texted me get wrecked on my birthday no he texted me get wrecked as one bubble and then he texted me again but in a birthday way It's like thank you (laughs) thank you for this i appreciate it (laughs) get wrecked (laughs) Um, OK, my middle of the pyramid is going to take some explaining Purpose. and I need you to go with me on this. OK, there. so I had somebody who came into the store uh, a couple days ago. This is not a story you've heard. You've heard a couple yeah. stories about a couple of customers. It's not any of that New one. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And it was a woman who asked she like came in and I, you know, was kind of like chatting her up and whatever. And she asked me if I had ever heard of House of Color. Have you heard about this? Probably not, because you're a Martian. <laughs> so you already know not. the answer to that. Yeah, no. Um, and I hadn't heard of it either. And I, she whips out these, like, cards that are like, I'm. this is going to be a struggle.
1: House of Color?
0: House of Color. Okay. They're these long rectangle cards, thin rectangles, that have one brad on the end. And so they kind of fan out. Like this, like okay. almost like paint samples. If you yeah. were looking at paint samples and she's like, house of color gives you these. And apparently I asked her to explain it to me more. Cause I had no idea what she was talking about. I didn't even know we had one in Nashville, but she said that you go and they like, it's predominantly women, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Okay. And you sit in a chair and they drape like fabric over you to show you what your best like colors are. And then when you leave, they give you this like booklet of like color swatches. So when you go shopping, you can compare what you see to what is best, quote unquote, best for you based on these cards. And I was like, that is really interesting. Yeah. So I did a little bit of a deep dive because I wanted to because I had never heard of this and it sounds very strange to me so on their about us page, it says like, there's a little bit of a paragraph and at the end it says like, let's face it, you know, when you look amazing. And then she's, and then the sheet, the website says your face lights up, your eyes sparkle and everyone pays you compliments. Actually, that's the real you. So this group wants you to believe that the real you is the you that gets compliments. So is the real you performative that it depends on a transaction between you and someone else. That's very interesting mm-hmm. that that's, According to them, allegedly, that's, like, the real you. That's very strange to me. Um, and also, you should always... They're claiming you should always strive to be uh, in a state where you're getting compliments, which is really stressful mm-hmm. because what if you want to look busted one day? You know, like, what if you don't care? You know, very yeah. strange. Um, also, their, like, history is just, like, full. I mean, it is so misogynistic, it's insane. It's literally this, like... Uh, this artist who lived in Hollywood. Their website, their our story tab on their website says um, that this uh, artist observed how an actress could look wonderful one day, yet tired and older another. He recognized that this was the effect of the color she was wearing on her skin, and so the beginnings of this color analysis were born. That that's weird. Yeah, like that's weird now it's this is why it's in the middle because this woman oh also their website is mainly thin white women everywhere duh duh because duh right here's my thing i think people should be able to encounter fashion in whatever way they want to Mm -hmm. full like wholeheartedly not at all who cares especially especially now fashion is whatever you want it to be now nobody gives a shit what anybody looks like anymore you know what i mean sorry for the swear word um, but at the same time, this customer who came in loved this experience because it gave her a framework of like, this is what I should and shouldn't wear. Ugh. and to her, the should and shouldn't was really comforting. And it's the best way that she encountered fashion. Like she enjoyed getting a set of rules. So like, if it works for you, that's great and whatever. But to me, it felt. It felt really weird. And their website gives cult vibes too of like we know what's best for you and we can teach you. And you know, you can take our classes and like sign up to be an instructor. And I was like, this is Nexium. This is Keith ranieri You know what I mean? Like, this is a lot. So anyway, it's in the middle because it to me sounds awful. And like, why would anybody do this? But also, it seems to be working. It's everywhere. It's all over the states. they those little houses are everywhere. So interesting. Yeah. Also strange yeah so yeah so that's my middle what is your top of the pyramid bradley oh my god don't i already know i cannot believe i set you up like that you did go ahead and say it i, I legitimately forgot in that moment Good. in time i legitimately forgot go ahead go ahead amanda
1: knows what the top of my pyramid is so
0: <laughs> i cannot for you long
1: term long time <laughs> listener this is a throwback for you what episode
0: but it's top... it was with jake yes no yeah it doesn't matter anyway keep going it doesn't matter
1: the top of my pyramid is coffee in the morning oh
0: my God. no matter what
1: the temperature may be outside
0: uh-huh
1: i was called out a few weeks ago
0: now i guess no one is safe no one in my real life is safe everyone gets called out
1: for drinking coffee hot coffee hot coffee at the pool at the pool when it was a thousand degrees outside.
0: Yeah. That is so weird. You have to admit that's weird. Hot it's coffee by the pool in the summer in the south, dog. That is weird. That's serial killer behavior. It may
1: be one <laughs> of my more serial killer. It's, your, it's traits. definitely one of
0: your serial killer I traits. I
1: will give you that.
0: So what's but, at the top? Is it just the coffee or is it dunking on me that's at the top?
1: <laughs> all right. If I got two, then both of them.
0: <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, like, that to me, I can't, I can't get there. It's oh, it's a I mental can't. thing. Yeah.
1: It's a mental thing. I want my first cup of coffee in the morning to be hot, not Ooh. iced,
0: and black. Have you I had iced coffee before? Yeah,
1: it's good. I like it. I just, my first <laughs> cup of coffee, I want that.
0: Yeah. I,
1: that I, thing, that <laughs> hot coffee. <laughs> And so it doesn't matter when I'm having – it doesn't matter when it is. That is my first cup of coffee in the morning.
0: <laughs> it just
1: so happened that I was at the pool that morning. It
0: was also like the realization because everybody was like getting something to drink at someone's apartment before we all went to the pool. And someone was like, Bradley, do you want something to drink? And you're like, no, I have coffee. And so whoever else was like, is it hot coffee? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, what else would it be? <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. I love that for you. And I but thoroughly like- enjoyed it. It was <gasps> – Couldn't be me, oh, couldn't be me. But I love that for you, I guess. Gross. Yeah, and then and then the opportunity to slam dunk on me. I'm sure. I'm sure that was also at the top of the. Since I'm back
1: on, I (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I am willing to accept that
0: (laughs) that it's weird.
1: No, that that was me. cuz you didn't name when i listened you didn't name <laughs> me but it i immediately knew well, who you're talking well, what about what was
0: funny was that in the edit of that in the un, in the unclipped like uh uh audio it was it was jake because i remember me talking about how weird it was and and i cut this part out but jake says name name the person who was it? and i said bradley and then i cut it out because i was like i don't want to put him on blast like that
1: oh i'm you I were am, like
0: Amanda, oh my god top of the pyramid minute right
1: here <laughs> yeah. it was me it's spoiler alert.
0: planning for my downfall i mean Hey, guys, this is Editing Amanda. Um, I cannot let Bradley win this easily. It just, like, doesn't feel right in my soul and in my spirit. Um, And so I went back and found the unedited version of my iced coffee conversation with Jake, um, where I name dropped Bradley. And I want you all, it's important to me that you, the listener, know that I cut that out on purpose. And I'm not just lying about a nice thing I did for this man. Um, and I tried to avoid this violence that he uh, is bringing on himself. And I this is proof that I tried to avoid this and I was trying to be a nice person. And this is what I get for being nice to people like Bradley. So this is uh, that unedited conversation about the importance of iced coffee with best friend of the podcast, Jake. Tea. And that's tea. Honestly, that is it is. big tea. Like if I didn't have an iced coffee, if I didn't have access to iced coffee in the summer and I didn't want to drink a hot coffee all the time. What would I, how would I fight off the haters?
1: The coffee that I had today at church was literally maybe the first hot coffee I've had in maybe six years. Okay,
0: I'm going to tell you a secret and I'm going to tell all my listeners a secret too. I know two people in my life who one of them I know is listening to this. The other one, maybe not. Two people in my life who no matter what temperature it is outside have to have their first cup of coffee as hot. I was sitting, hold on to something. I was sitting poolside yesterday with a man of course drinking a hot coffee by the pool it was like 90 degrees outside and this mother freaker is sitting by the pool drinking hot coffee
1: say their name bradley you better
0: believe it (laughs) (laughs) there it is guys i tried i did my best to avoid this confrontation but oh you have something to say liza this is also a fun fact that's not talked about in the episode but liza really likes bradley do you know that i'm talking about him that's probably what it is anyway i tried to avoid this confrontation and apparently it cannot be avoided so there you have it immediately next time i'm on that's on the top of the mirror i'm like that's fair that's fair if i if i'm gonna call out everybody in my real life Everybody in my real life who gets called out should feel that they get the chance to dunk on me too. So if I get to dish it, I also have to take it. So whatever. I'll let you have that one. I'll find oh, other reasons you. to dunk on you later. Don't worry. Um, My top of the pyramid is having a sibling mm. because like, I think like the only sibling I have is my older sister. And I think sometimes like I just, I had my birthday uh, last uh, Saturday and uh, there's never been a day of uh, that I have been alive that I haven't known my sister, right? Like I've yeah. known her literally for forever because she was here before I was. And the hardest thing I think sometimes as an adult to deal with is your childhood, right? And mm-hmm. like grappling with like what you went through as a kid, what you learned as a kid, what you experienced, whatever. And having someone who was there too is like, so helpful and my sister and I were talking about my transition out of teaching and like my transition into like a different like season of life and whatever and she was talking to me in the scope of your whole life this is what I've seen from you and like how valuable it is to have somebody who can speak to that experience without it being your parents yeah you know or or somebody to talk about your parents with (laughs) right also true right very very nice like To be able to pull Neely aside and be like, I cannot believe this. Or not even our parents, but, like, our family in general. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe this is what's happening. This is so annoying, whatever. And, like, it's one thing to have a best friend and to have that conversation with a lifelong best friend. But, like, Neely grew up in my family. Neely has seen me every day that I've been alive. She has known me. And she's seen me in all those days. And, like, and I don't know. And then, like, being dumb together also, like you're kind of like, at least in, in my experience, like me and Neely were kind of forced to be friends. Like we yeah. didn't really have a choice, you know, like fighting wasn't allowed in our house. Like if, if we didn't get into a fight, we had to make up, we had to be friends afterwards. And so now in our late twenties, we're still friends and like having her and the idea of just having a best friend that I'm saddled with for my entire life. Mm-hmm. is just like the best. And then like, I don't know when we got together on my birthday we were just like idiots together for half the day. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really special, you know? Yeah. 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 And the and her being the older sibling. You're the oldest of out of all of your uh children in your family, so it's different it is probably a different experience for you because you are the the one who's been there for forever and they're attaching themselves to you.
1: Yeah, but it, it's still very similar other than the fact that there was a time before. yeah, so my brother is three years younger than me. So we mm-hmm. that's the way that we grew up. yeah, was very close, very much mm-hmm. friends and yeah, I can relate to. yeah,
0: all it's of the that. best. And like uh, to me, like I know this isn't the experience for everybody, and I'm not gonna claim that it is, but like Neely and I are adult siblings who still get along. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the case for everybody, and I'm not saying it is. But like for us like Neely and I will be friends forever. Like yeah. we don't really have a choice. For better or for worse, like we have been in each other's lives for for forever and we're going to continue to be that way. Yeah. So just like that constant kind of like um like safety net of a somebody who went through the same things as you, who's in the same family, she lives in the same city, like I don't know. And like not being able to like grow apart or like You know, not being able to run away from our friendship. Like, she's in this with me for forever. Yeah. Love my sister. Love Neely. She's the best. (sighs) Okay. Um, Before we get into the content, a couple of things about Jojo Siwa, who has not shown her face on the screen yet, but she will eventually. I got both things from people all this last week. The first thing was about the hair. She like was talking about on TikTok the other day about a spot on her head that like hair will not grow in that place because she got a stress rash. And when she was a kid, when she was on dance moms and when she was little, she used to pick at that spot on her head a lot. And now hair won't grow there anymore. And people were like, it's because of your ponytails. It's because of whatever friction, alopecia and whatever. And she was like, no, it really wasn't. It was, if it had been that, I would have been on the other side of my head, but this was a stress rash that I got when I was a kid. And I picked at it so much that now hair doesn't grow there anymore. So like, as I don't know, as much as I love to talk about this show, like it's entertainment, it is important to remember that the people that the kids in this show really did. And like, we talked about it with Maddie. We've talked about it with Nia and like Chloe and all the different kids and like their careers now that like, they went through like a lot and we're going to talk a lot today about a mom who puts her kid as, you know, just like plays her as a pawn all the time, mm-hmm. we're going to get to her and like that, that has real repercussions for your children. And then she also mentioned she did like a trend or whatever that resulted in her kind of spelling the beast to the world that the rudest celebrity she's ever met is Candace Cameron Bure, which I totally believe because she sucks and her brother is Kirk Cameron from left behind uh, like, christian uh, film if you could even like claim that it's like film in the first place or whatever if you know you know from the left behind (laughs) videotapes so if if her brother's kurt cameron yeah i can a million percent believe that she is kind of a pill you know what i mean like that makes sense for her and i love that jojo she also said that the worst celebrity she ever met was just nickelodeon in general because nickelodeon stiffed her which i love i just love that concept Going from dance moms to going to Nickelodeon to Nickelodeon, like ditching her and her being like, it's okay, I'm a bazillionaire anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that journey for her. I love that for her. Okay, are you ready to talk about this episode? Let's do it. <laughs> the most, like, ent- least enthusiastic, like, yeah, I guess. If we have to talk about it, we have to talk about it. <laughs> so, this is season two, episode 17. No, it's not, it's episode 18. Um, The title of the episode is How Do You Like Them Apples? Great. Love that. Um, Previously on, Leslie and Peyton showing up and then they like disappear because Brooke wasn't there. So they showed up for a minute. We don't see them in this episode. The group placed second by like a tenth of a point. Like the tenth of a point separated second and first and they got second. And then Maddie was in the two. She was in one competition twice. She got entered twice and she won first place in both things. So that's previously. Okay we're starting in Pittsburgh. We're in the like mirror room, like the rehearsal place and Abby, like the kids are filing in and whatever. And Abby points out the 10th of a point loser thing. And she says like, I hate when I agree with Abby, but she says like, if you want to get better and you want to optimize all of your rehearsal time possible, you need to stand next to the people at the bar who are better than you and learn from them, which is really frustratingly like sound art advice. Like you need to be around people who are better than you so that you can learn why they're better. And then not get better than them, but like get better because you are friends with people who are successful. It's like good advice or whatever. Um, This week we're going to Ohio and everyone almost in unison, like moans in the room. Nobody wants to do this, but we're all going to Akron, the bustling metropolis of Akron, Ohio this week Um, to go up against Kathy and her like squad Um, The group dance is called Land Unforgiving, Uh, and I don't really know. She doesn't really talk about what the, like, vision of this is. It's just very, like, we're going to do something artsy-fartsy, and there's, like, nothing. She later mentions that it's about, like, working the earth and crops and stuff, but, like, I don't know if that's what you got from from the final result, but it did not it wasn't giving like plowing the fields at all. It was anyway, we'll get to it when we get to it, but that's what it's called. Um and Abby says because the can't they're going up against candy apples this week, duh, and because Kathy always uses older dancers to win, Abby's gonna bring in older dancers to help them win this week. So they're gonna bring she's gonna bring in girls from the like other companies in the school um because there's more than just this competition team which is always very surprising like i always forget and then we see the like b-roll footage of other classes happening before we cut to something else i'm like oh i forgot it's not just this little like competition squad you know yeah okay pyramid of children brooke at the bottom which is fair she wasn't there last week so she like she was at the school dance so she's still on probation she's at the bottom whatever Mackenzie is next But Mackenzie's only is at the bottom because she was chewing gum. So that makes her the worst of all the kids. It's the unforgivable sin, I guess, is chewing gum. Duh. Um, Nia is next because she had a hard time with turns. I don't understand how gum is worse than not being able to uh, apply corrections to turns, but whatever. Um, And then in the middle, Paige is on probation. And eventually, Abby's going to take the probation sticker off. But if Paige was on probation, why isn't she at the bottom? I do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, how is Paige being on probation not as bad as McKenzie chewing gum? Like, it doesn't. The math, not mathing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um. And then Chloe is also in the middle because she made a mistake, and they show a footage. They show footage of it, and it's like kind of an egregious error. The group was like not that bad, but chloe messed up and so she's not first okay the top is two separate pictures and they're both maddie which i was so petty and so stupid and christy makes a comment about maddie not maddie as the child but maddie's headshots those pictures being like a gremlin she says maybe with, like gremlins if you pour water on them they just multiply so like, next week we'll have three maddies and then they'll keep growing and she'll just be the whole pyramid by herself that was really funny um and the kid, Maddie looks like a little well, she looks confused and then like a little embarrassed. Like that Abby is like talking about how great she is. She's up there twice and the moms are like the attitude in the room kind of shifts. Maddie doesn't look enthused. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I can't I don't imagine know.
1: being in that, like, in that position. Yeah. It's already like it's like you already beat everyone. Yeah. Now your teacher's gonna like rub it in everyone's faces <laughs>
0: and people and you know that your mom's friends are about to get mad because of you like that's what she thinks is like yeah well i'm gonna like me being successful is why christy gets mad at my mom when like it's a yeah, more yeah. nuanced thing than that but like that kid doesn't look psyched about this at all last week when she like actively won the award she didn't even look she didn't even look excited Interesting. it was just like a thing that she was doing and and Abby and Melissa had to tell her, like, oh, this is exciting. Be excited. And she was just like, okay, I'm excited. I'm like, I don't know. It's so – it's just, like, you know, the most, like, egregious representation of, like, this self-serving thing. Yeah. Right? You obviously don't care about the kids because the kids aren't even excited that you won twice in a day. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Um This week, Paige is going to be going in. She's going to be a title entry. She's going to be competing for a title against Kendall. She's doing a dance that she already knows, but Abby says she's not going to practice it with her. She's like, you're doing this thing that you learned last year. I'm not going to run it. I don't care, but you better win. So that's how we're setting up this whole thing. You're really empowering your student there, huh? Really giving them the tools that they need to be successful by being like, just just do it. Just be the best. And I'm not going to teach you at all. Okay, great. Love that for you. Solid teaching strategy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. When I went through grad school, that was the number one that they told us in strategy. was like, just expect it of your kid and it'll happen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Abby then like peels off a little probation sticker off of Paige's picture. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Chloe is also going to have a soul this week that's called Angry Bird. Felt a little piece of my heart shrivel up and die when she said that, but whatever. And then Christy's like, Chloe's always a bird. Which like... She says, like, she was a swan. This week, she's a bird. She was another bird at a different point. She's like, I just wish that my daughter just wasn't a bird for, like, a week. Just like a child and not some sort of animal or, like, or like force, right? She's this, like, dark force in these different things. Yeah,
1: that was the point they...
0: Yeah, she's not, like, a person. Yeah. She's, like, a thing or an animal or, I don't know, something strange. So, that's the setup for the week. Paige is going to be the most central thing that we're gonna see like basically for the whole episode maddie does not have a solo this week melissa's gonna claim that she's relieved about it but whatever but maddie doesn't have a solo it's just page and chloe and page is gonna get the most um air time for this episode so the moms like peace out of the mirror room they go up to the lido deck maddie is you know was at the top of the pyramid twice. And so all the moms are immediately like piling on Melissa to be like, Oh, it's so interesting that Maddie was up there, like immediately giving her a, a hard time about her child. Um, and Melissa is like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, she's, she says like, did you see that Maddie was so relieved that she doesn't have a solo this week? She was like, Oh, when Abby didn't say anything, she was like, Oh, I'm so glad. And Christie and Kelly do that. They do this thing where they just like look at each other and shoot each other like a glance and like roll their eyes and like okay whatever but it's like that is so i love that it's so special and it is so like the best form of friendship ever of just like shooting the glance Mm -hmm. and being like you and i will talk about this later Mm -hmm. we're feeling the same thing we'll talk about it later the shooting (laughs) the knowing glance is like oh it's the best it's the best and so melissa just is like spinning a yarn and christy and kelly are like yeah we don't believe you girl but we'll talk about it later or whatever <laughs> um so then abby brings in the three teenagers we will not see them until the performance i for t- like totally fully forgot that they were in this until they got up to perform and i was like oh i forgot the the big kids are here so wow. she brings them in she introduces them but like we don't really see them at all um And then back upstairs, Christy brings up the older girls. And, like, it's interesting that Abby is always pissed that Kathy brings in older girls, but now she's doing it. And Holly makes the comment about Abby being a hypocrite about this. What do you think about this? you think Abby's a
1: hypocrite? I thought the same thing. You're going to get mad at someone else for trying to
0: one up you by doing
1: something. And so now you're just going to be like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do that, too. Like, if you're mad about it, either be fine with it and... Be on the same level. Right. Or don't like or don't complain very, about it. Yeah. yeah
0: it, it's also weird too because Abby's whole thing, except for the one time that Kathy beat her, her whole thing was that she can still beat Kathy without teenagers. Hmm. She was like, even with the 16, 17, 18, 25-year-olds that you have in your dance, my like six-year-olds are still like running laps around your kids. That yeah. was her whole thing. And now now it's not. Now she's bringing in the teens. She lost
1: last time. So, now, so she's, now
0: she's trying to switch it up.
1: And it, that's a weird thing too. Of like, yeah, you don't, it's more about beating someone else than it is like, actually like, or is this a good dance that you, yeah. it's like
0: the creativity, the artistry. We don't know her. They're not present here. It's no. all about winning. Yeah. It's all about stats. Um, We cut to Canton, Ohio um, to see the candy apples. Okay. Do you want to talk about it or do you want me to talk about it? <laughs> You can go for it. <laughs> I can't. It's it is um, shattering to understand that cultural appropriation extends into Ohio. That when she talks about Kathy talks about doing an what she what she calls an Asian themed dance. Those are her words, not mine. I was really hoping that cultural appropriation and racism was just an Abby thing, but I guess it's not. It's not, I guess we're doing it all over the place and it's also a Kathy thing. Yeah. So Vivi is like some sort of princess. She looks less, she looks way less than thrilled to be, you know, like her mom's like plaything at this point. Um, and it's just like weird and icky and I don't want to talk about it. Um, Jill makes a comment about Kathy, not making specific um, intentions for Kendall She's not giving her enough time. When we first got here, she was all about Kendall and now she doesn't care about her. And now she just thinks about her like everybody else, blah, 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 whatever. And then Kathy announces that she's brought in two choreographers to specially choreograph a dance specifically to beat Abby Mm -hmm. Two like professional looking dudes coming in to do this,
1: which that whole, it's just funny how (laughs) concerned they like, surely that has to be like the show. Oh, it has to like, how can you, Want so badly to beat someone. Also, I've probably missed it. Like, <laughs> what's the, what's the, deal with the two of them? Is there anything in the show that happened that was like, these are why these two people nope, are? They're just two dudes. No, no, no. Between Abby and
0: Kathy, Kathy?
1: what's the we- reason? Why are they en- moral enemies?
0: oh why are kathy and abby yeah. oh, oh, oh oh, um because well that's a great question the answer i can give you is like a non-answer which is that kathy used to, her daughter Vivi used to dance for abby they like enrolled as students there okay and then abby didn't like worship the ground that kathy and Vivi walked on and so they went back to their own studio and they hate each other because kathy's annoying
1: okay they okay. just don't
0: like each other and they've been competing back and forth so like the reason they don't like each other is just very basic like you bother me Mm -hmm. but because there's an element of competition now it's aggravated and it's worse you know what i mean that makes sense but like there's not there's not a real reason other than like she bothers me from
1: jumping (laughs) in kind of later in the season you definitely think that these like oh
0: they've been going at it for a year yeah no
1: someone (laughs) burnt someone's (laughs) house down or something yeah no
0: (laughs) no they just they just bother each other. Yeah, fascinating. And that's like literally it. Um, so then we cut back to Pittsburgh and we see the like group rehearsal just for a second. Um, and Maddie makes a comment about she's like, I like that the older girls are dancing with us because I look up to them. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, like because they're way they're like one of them is like seventeen. Okay, for real, like one like they are from the senior company in high school, and Maddie is like nine. So like that dynamic is very, it's just very sweet to be like, you know, this is what you could become. Like, look at this person who's going to college yeah. for a dance, and you could do this, you know. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, so at like as group rehearsal is happening, we're looking back up at the um at the Lido deck, and Melissa and Kelly are kind of like talking about Paige's solo. And Melissa's like, "How do you feel about it? Like, are you excited? Like, she could win a title, whatever." And Kelly's like, "No, this isn't a fair opportunity. She just like." She's telling her she's doing a solo that she already knows, but she's not going to run it with her. So like, who cares? And the choreography sucks. So like, yes, she gets to do a solo, but it's not going to be good. Um, And Kelly's like, honestly, I don't even care if we win. I just want to beat Kendall. And she says, she goes, is that mean? And the other moms are like, no, they're like, we feel that too. Like, we also hate Kathy, (laughs) (laughs) which Kathy to the moms when she was a mom. Well, She is a mom. But when she was a mom with them. Yeah. Was a nightmare. Like very mean. Would talk about her experience as. She would talk about how her and Abby are colleagues. Because they are both dance teachers. Which was really annoying to the other moms. And yeah, she would like make comments about how the other moms weren't educated. And like that was a problem. So to the moms. Kathy is way worse than she was to Abby. Was Kathy a
1: season one?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like the second or third episode of season one. She's there with her daughter. Okay. And they, yeah, they really don't like her because Kathy, like, historically has been very mean to the moms. She yells at Abby, and Abby's, like, an impenetrable force. She's like, whatever, right? But she was really mean to the moms, made comments about them not being educated. That was, like, really hmm. problematic. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and then Kelly sees that, like, after the group rehearsal is over, they, like, start working on... Technique in gymnastics, and she's like, "Why are we doing this and not working on the group number if it's so important? Or why isn't she working with Paige if that's so important for Paige to beat Kendall? Like, why are we doing this instead of something else?" Mm-hmm. And so then they're gonna pick a fight, and Kelly's like, "I am gonna go down there and say so." Like, and Christy, her bestie, is like, "I guess I'll go with you." I am like, "I have some things I want to say to Abby too." And so because they're bored, essentially, they're like, "Let's yeah. go pick a fight with Abby." And so they teetotal on down and they go to pick a fight with Abby. Kelly and Christy go down to the desk and they like essentially just bug her about the thing I just said about like, why are we working on gymnastics and not the dances? Like if you're going to put all this pressure on all of our kids, you need to be like setting them up for success instead of doing gymnastics class. Mm -hmm. Um, And Abby's like, well, they need the class. She says to, uh, Christy, she's like Chloe sucks at gymnastics, so she needs this class. And she's like, well, Christy, your kid's like fine or whatever. Um, but like they like they need this class. They need this technique. Uh, and then it's just back and forth. Abby's like, she knows the dance. She like she'll be fine. Paige will be fine. And Kelly goes, yeah, she knows the dance, and it sucks. <laughs> Just like so mean. Um, I was
1: shriveling up inside. I was
0: like, I oh, was <laughs> like, non conversation so person. So ever. much conflict
1: that you could avoid so yeah. easily.
0: Yeah. Why exactly. would you ever
1: go down there and try <laughs> to talk about that like that?
0: And then Kelly is like, um, well we don't have a chance like Paige doesn't have a chance against Kendall because her choreography is trash and Abby's not going to do anything about it yeah so that and Christy is just there to like hype her up she's not she doesn't even really make any like salient no. points she's just like yeah what she says she's just there to like you know back her up I guess um Christy it cuts to Christy and Kelly getting lunch just the two of them the besties out on the town um Christy is a girl after my own heart she orders a glass of water and a Cosmo I, I felt so seen in that moment I love a good Cosmo mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about This choreography and this like situation That Paige is in and like whatever And they're like kind of going back and forth about it And Christy goes well if you hire an independent choreographer Kel- Or Kelly Abby's gonna be so mad at you so like don't do that And she's like oh, I'm not gonna do that And they stare at each other and Christy leans back to her and she goes You're gonna do it yourself And Kelly's like absolutely I am <laughs> And Christy at this point Is warning her she's like you're gonna Open up the door like for a fight Like you are gonna usher in a whole new level of conflict so if she you was do ready. this. And Kelly's like, but I don't care. I'm like, okay. So Christy being a good friend is like, I see the money move you're trying to make, but hear me out. This is like the alternative uh, outcome of that. Because like, I don't care. And Christy's like, okay, great. I
1: just want to make sure you're well-informed <laughs> in the decisions you're making. In the
0: stupid decision that you're about to make. At least you're well-informed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, we cut back to Canton. The like... Ugh, the music that they're playing in the background of this, like what Kathy says, Asian themed dance is like making me so sweaty and I hate it and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do something at some point and Kathy says, oh, that was so sweet. It gave me a cavity I'm like you're annoying and I don't like you. Um, <laughs> she just bothers me. We, we might get
1: to this later on mm-hmm. when they're at the competition. Uh-huh. I don't know. The amount of apple-related oh, humor is like –
0: Astronomical. <laughs> like we get it. We get I'll it. See th-
1: like Bad humor is bad humor. Yeah. But it was like bad humor and then everyone knew it was bad. Uh-huh. But instead of admitting that it was bad and trying to do better – No. Nope. It's like we're just going to like double down on this horrible yeah. joke about
0: cutting trees – Cutting apple <laughs> trees down. Those jokes are low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, that you can add that one to the list of bad apple jokes. <laughs> but it's true. But they really, they are really stupid. Also, like, Johnny
1: Appleseed didn't he plant the trees?
0: No, I don't you, remember. You're thinking of George Washington chopping down a cherry tree. tree? What are you talking about? Johnny Appleseed <laughs> didn't cut down apple trees. That's he was
1: planted them all right.
0: right? I don't That's know. What I thought it's been a long so
1: time since stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, like whatever, like a uh, like thing that they're. Uh, what uh is it? Um tale they're trying to appeal to. Like, I don't yeah. know what you're going for, but it's not doing what you think it's doing. The apple, like, making, what is it? They, She, Abby's made one of those jokes in the uh, in the rehearsal hall when they were doing the pyramid of the kids. And I just didn't even write it down. I was like, that is so annoying. It's something about, like, the kids being so hot, gross, that they turned the candy apples into apple pie. Yeah, I'm like, I, okay, yeah, yeah there. it's just constant. Yeah. It's so annoying. So sweet, it gave me a cavity. Give me a break. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> um, Kendall's solo rehearsal is next. And Kathy is like, I don't know, her technique is like kind of bad, whatever. Um, and then Kathy does this thing that I think is so funny where every time she has a student who's doing a solo, she will demonstrate some sort of choreography as the camera is rolling. As like a subtle reminder that like she used to be a dancer. You know what I mean? It cracks me up. I just think it is so, it's just so funny. And then Jill is like, I'm waiting for Kathy to step it up and give my kids something more difficult to work on. Listeners, take a, go watch this episode take a shot every time someone says step it up. You'll have alcohol poisoning by the middle of the episode. By your third commercial break, you need to get your stomach pumped. They say it so many times this episode (laughs) somebody like abby Paige, kelly kathy jill kendall whoever everybody just needs to step it up they say that all the time this episode take a shot every time they do okay back in pittsburgh we're three days out chloe solo rehearsal uh oh about being an angry bird oh my god and chloe says a lot of people tell me that i do really well with dark numbers
1: yeah that made me very sad
0: that made me really sad too that's just so and she says like i try not to be really dark in real life but when you're performing part of you is acting and so that's what i'm trying to do like yeah
1: but it was still very much like she didn't it felt like she did not want to be that person on stage no. still it was just part of the job
0: yeah like i just had to do what my mom and my dance teacher want me to do which is like be evil <laughs> even yeah. though i don't want to be and i'm not in real life yeah it's really sad um, the moms are upstairs. Um, uh, Melissa says to the moms, Oh, Jill called me the other day. And and Christy <laughs> immediately goes, Why are you still talking to her? <laughs> and she like rolls her eyes. I was like, Melissa, why are you talking to her? She is so annoying. And Melissa spills the beans about the guest choreographer. Uh-huh. She's like, Well, Jill told me that Kathy hired a couple of choreographers to specifically choreograph a number for us. And, or for them to beat us, and Holly goes, "Oh, she must be afraid." Which, like, I love, mm. I love that energy. I love Holly this episode. I love Holly every episode, but specifically this episode. Um, <laughs> Christy, Christy calling out Melissa like that—it is never not funny because Melissa will never fight anybody. Mm. So Christy, but Christy also like, she knows. I think most of the time knows her limits about what to pick on, um, like what to pick on what what to pick on melissa about mm. yeah whatever anyway you know what i mean um and she will only say things that are like pretty surface level at melissa she'll like mention maddie every once in a while and like get kind of annoying with that kind of stuff but her she's like friend to friend why are you talking to her she is so annoying to me and she should be annoying to you And Melissa's, like, i don't know i kind of like her and she's like you shouldn't she sucks like i don't know i think it's very funny i love christine she cracks me up <laughs> Um, Kelly and Paige are oh let me back up so we leave the dance studio and we're at Kelly Paige and Brooks' house and Kelly and Paige are like practicing the dance that Paige is doing at home the house is so 2010 it's like woo, like all of the furniture is like that dark oak that everything was it's like nothing matches and or it, it does match but it's all too matchy And so then anything that's not in that color palette sticks out too much. Like, it, ooh, everything is dark brown in that house. It's so stressful to look at. It's so 2010s. It's ridiculous. Um, And Paige is stressed. So this is where we get into the conversation of whose idea was this? Or who is this benefiting? Yep. Because Paige is like, I don't want to do this. She says, Abby's going to be mad at me. And she's going to throw a chair again. And I don't want to do it. And it cuts to Kelly's talking Ken, and she says, I'm doing this for my kid. I'm doing this because I love her. I'm doing this because she's my kid and I want her to be successful. And then Paige says, she's going to yell at me. Like as soon as I come off stage, she's going to yell at me because like, who cares if she yells at you? Your child is telling you that she cares if Abby yells at you. So like, why are you not taking that concern seriously? Yeah. I don't know. It it This is where the confusion for me kind of, started was this conversation of i'm putting you through a really painful potentially non-beneficial situation because i love you which like is not something you're supposed to tell anybody anymore to me that gives like that's something that a lot of like manipulative people in relationships will say it's like Mm -hmm. i'm doing this because i love you like don't say that to your kid that's weird that and that's not what they're hearing when you say things like that they're hearing something else so this is where that starts okay One day out, Kelly is rehearsing with Paige in the studio before they get on the bus. And Kelly tells her that it's going to be Paige's fault if Abby sees them doing this new choreography. But Kelly is making her do it. Mm -hmm. So again, who is going to take the onus of this issue? Is it going to be Kelly or is it going to be Paige? Because she's telling uh, Paige... I'm doing this for you. I, you know, Abby can be mad at you, but I'm the person who's like doing this. And then when Paige is rehearsing, Kelly says, well, it's going to be your fault. If Abby sees us and you get in trouble, it's on you. Mm -hmm. So again, mix. Is it going to be on Kelly? Is it going to be on Paige? Whose fault is this? Whose idea was this really strange, but it's a secret. Abby doesn't know.
1: The thing that I don't like about it is it's usually when it's a positive thing, Mm -hmm. it's an us. It went, it's, the benefit of, oh, your dance performance is going to be so much better. You'll have a great, a much greater chance. Mm-hmm. It's an us thing. But as soon as it's like someone's going to get in trouble, this is going to yeah, go gonna wrong. Is, yeah. It's instantly no longer us. Us. Ooh, it's I
0: like, hate that's... it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, We're at the competition. We're in Ohio. Abby, or the Abby Lee Dance Company is getting ready in the green room. Um, They're getting ready really quickly. And Kelly says there's no time for Paige to run her solo in front of Abby, which is good because I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) Great. Love that. And then the Katie Apples are getting ready in their green room. So we're seeing like some back and forth between. uh, Let me see if I can get these names right. Kelly. Nope. I already messed it up. Kathy talking to Kendall and Abby talking to Paige. The dance teachers with their respective soloist. Mm -hmm. talking back and forth about like you know apply your corrections don't lose your focus blah blah blah, whatever and Abby like leans over and is talking to Chloe because Chloe also has a solo even though she's not going up against Kendall and she starts naming off the different moves that she does in her routine and the language of ballet and the language of dance in general is based in French and so at one point Abby is talking about these um these different moves that chloe's gonna do in her routine and because we're a subtitle house in the subtitles it says like speaks in french which like she does but like no she doesn't and i know that she was just saying that just to flex on whoever to be like i know how to speak french like no you don't you you said the the name of a move that happens to be a french name but like I don't know. It's just so st- she's not speaking French, Hulu. Like, get it together. She says one thing in French. It's not speaking French. Get a grip. So stupid. Um, Chloe goes first. Her costume is kind of fire. It looks really good. Usually Chloe's costumes are like hit or miss, God. but like feathers and like it has like a clear color scheme and like a clear uh like role. Like you can tell who she's supposed to be. And sometimes Chloe's costumes are trash. And so I thought it looked good. What? What were you going to say?
1: Um, only that I'm bad with names. <laughs> you got it. And so it's I don't always know if... the
0: blonde child, the bird child. The,
1: I was gonna Oops. this was the the bird dance. Yes, you about?
0: yes, okay. yes. Okay. Christy's daughter, who's also the blonde one who is my favorite is the
1: f- is the friend <laughs> is... that went down to support in the correct.
0: Fight. This is her daughter.. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm tracking um oh chloe is dancing to a song that doesn't have any words it just has music which is extra difficult because it's easier to get lost um when you don't have words that are like anchoring you to what like where you are um in the sequence Um, uh, so like props her for dancing with the song without words or dancing to a song without words but then her earring flies off yes and it was really stressful. <laughs> Because it's a real earring, and it's just, as she's twirling, it flies off, and it just lands on the stage. And Christy, her mom, Christy, j- tells us, she's like, I'm just thinking about her jumping and landing on that earring, and I, the earring going I, in her knee.
1: Ooh, I pictured it all. I was cringing the entire time, <laughs> because it. just...
0: I hated yeah, it. Nope, it was nope, just nope. really <laughs> stressful, and like... And Chloe is, she like gives off the image that she has no idea, right? Like she doesn't let it affect her performance at all. Yeah. So like she could have not known, and she could have, and it, but she didn't. Everything's fine. But mm-hmm. the way that Christy talked about it made me want to throw up a little bit. Uh-huh. It was really nasty.
1: Well, the way there's one part, uh huh, that really stressed me out because it was like a move that, yeah, she had to like jump and yep. then like land. land on her knee. Yeah. 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 And it was like a like you could see. Oh. you could see the earring <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, she yeah, jumped yeah. like over the earring and like landed really hard and but was just, not
0: on it not but, like, on it close to
1: it but like on the other side of it and so you didn't know and then like really hard on the ground and
0: <sighs> yeah but stressful. She, she was fine oh it was really <laughs> stressful and then after it's over everyone's applauding and christy says okay go get your earring babe and chloe doesn't go get it it's like <laughs> it's like, dude from the competition in like a suit comes out to get it, and so it looks like Christy is calling this man, babe. <laughs> it was really, she's obviously like talking about her daughter, but she's like, "Get your earring, babe!" And then this like old man like teetotals out and picks it up and walks it, away. He-
1: Seemed pissed. He like walked. He, he like almost stomped out to it. And yeah. Like scooped it he up. He's
0: like it up off the floor. Like these
1: he, people leaving stuff all over believe, the stage. Hell,
0: it flew out of her ear. Buster, like get a grip. Yeah, he looked. He looked kind of peeved. Um, Paige goes next, which is like she's the one that messed the whole choreography, changed everything. Apparently, this is all Paige's fault or whatever, depending on who you ask. So she's next, and Abby. Ugh, Abby says a line that the producers a million percent fed to her, where she says, If she does what I gave her, she'll beat Kendall. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that was an organic thing. Because
1: also, you've been nervous this entire time of who's beating who.
0: Yeah. And, like, to say, excuse me, to frame it that way specifically, oh, if she does what I taught her, she'll do really well. Like, you would never say that in real life. Like,
1: well, also, if you were that, it just, again, goes back to the weird thing of, you're so sure that mm-hmm. you're so concerned with her winning. Yeah. But then you're not gonna teach her.
0: Oh like, yeah, also true. If she does what I gave her a year ago, yeah that I haven't seen in a like year like if you're
1: just so confident.
0: Yeah, annoying. Okay, so Paige like starts her solo, the like new, like updated version of it. Um, you know how <laughs> you know how like are you are you caught up with the Taylor Swift stuff? Do you know what's happening? No. Oh, no my I God. <laughs> okay. This
1: I, has already been established. I know is... <laughs> nothing when it comes to pop culture. I know, but
0: she's like a big deal. Anyway, I'm not I'm not going to give you a hard time about it, but...
1: Um, go for it. I'm just not going to change anything. I'm just going to be completely lost.
0: Exactly. But Taylor Swift has been re-releasing her music.
1: Oh, I did know that. Okay. Do you know why? Something about so she can have rights yes. to her music instead of the
0: instead of the instead of big machine yeah. the record company yes but every time she releases a song it she puts in parentheses taylor's version yes you know what i'm talking about so uh-huh. it'll be like all too well taylor's version yes like that's like the official title of the song so this is going to be what is it tongue twister is the name of Paige's dance but it's kelly's version you know what i mean it's like a little bit different a <laughs> little bit revised tongue twister yes. kelly's version that's what we're doing right now it's not Paige's version as much as Kelly would like you to believe. It's Kelly's version. And as she's going through it, as she's doing this, Abby is like making faces and sounds like she's about to throw up, which is very upsetting. I feel like if she were sitting next to me, I would have a hard time not getting nauseous with like the faces she makes and the sounds she's making of like vomit sounds. I'm like, you need to pump the brakes a little bit, girly, because this is upsetting me. Um, and she says that she thinks the choreography belongs in an elementary school talent show. That is so mean and also not true. At one point, Paige does a cartwheel off of a chair. Yeah. What elementary school is doing that? You know what I mean? That's crazy. So she's pissed. She's like throwing up, making throwing up sounds. And then Abby, oh, she delivers the worst slash best zinger ever, where she says, Kelly should stick to the real bar and not the ballet bar. Or she says, she says, um, the delivery was better than that. She says something like, she should stay away from the ballet bar and stick with the real bar because drinking is what she does best. So mean, but also very funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> like kind of a it's, kind of a slam dunk. You know I mean? Like that's mean, but like really it's also mean, really funny. It's <laughs> like, like
1: you thought you definitely thought that one through, oh, and yeah, you, like
0: and it, oh, it's and it's also a good joke. Like the ballet bar, b yeah. a r r e. It's a good. Like, it's
1: a good joke
0: oh it's mean but it's it's pretty funny yeah (laughs) it's like i'll let that one slide because it's so those are
1: the only the only time you can tell those jokes is with someone really close
0: yes they've abby's known kelly for what 30 years and like as she's being kind of annoying and so she like makes a very shallow dig at her like uh, and in her defense kelly says really mean things about abby's like weight all the time yeah so like she can have that one you know what i mean If if kelly's gonna play dirty abby gets to play dirty too you know what i mean like yeah she does it all the time. Kelly says she's really proud of Paige after it's over. She's like, she did great. And Kelly says that Paige loved the choreography that she gave her. That was something that you said something about when we were watching it. That once Paige leaves, Kelly's like, oh, this is choreography she wanted to do. But it's like, no, she didn't.
1: She but did now not want to do that.
0: But now that it's over and it went well, now yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, look how good everything was. See, so this was a good idea. She loved it. It's like, no, she did it. She actively asked you to not make her do this.
1: Yeah. And it was uncomfortable to watch how much yeah. she forced her to
0: Yeah, and like
1: do this, change the dance.
0: Yeah. When they're in the house, Paige is like trying – her body language is like she's turning away from the camera and she's like yeah. tearing up.
1: Yeah. She's like,
0: Abby's going to throw a chair at me again. I really yeah. don't want to do this. And Kelly's like, if she yells at you, who cares? She's like, I, I care. Yeah. I'm telling you right now that I care whatever it's over whatever kendall goes next and the music skips which the music skipping was also a thing that happened to maddie which like i don't know if that was a producer thing or like what this was but again we hear the thing about the music kendall keeps going but it's not great because like you like um jill says she can see in kendall's face that she's kind of freaking out yeah so she's not looking at the judges she's not performing her best because she's just trying to remember the dance and not freak out in her brain. And by not freaking out, she's freaking out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like convincing yourself to chill out. is just making it worse. Yep. Um, Okay. We're now about to see a scene between Kathy and Jill in the hallway that I don't think this happens chronologically. I don't think what we're being shown is the chronological order of the way things happened, because what we're seeing now is Jill talking to Kathy about Kendall's performance and about how Kendall needs special treatment or whatever. And Jill sits down on the stairs in the hallway and is weeping. Mm-hmm. Like inconsolably weeping. And there's like, one of the choreographer dudes is like oddly comforting her, which like I didn't know you guys were besties, oh, but man. like whatever, it was very strange to me. Um and then it cuts back to Kathy in the green room getting i guess vivi ready for the group number and she says that jill is too pushy too opinionated and she thinks her kid is better than she really is what i mean true but like that's mean (laughs) like and she just says it and she says she's not really a member of our team she's not a real candy apple yeah too pushy too opinionated and thinks her kid is better than she really is that's rough
1: like how about you just say you don't like her
0: yeah or just say like she's never fit in with our team And, like, that be it. Ooh, that that was really mean. And then I have in my notes, like, why is Jill crying? Like, she says, like, no one cares about Kendall except me. And, like, Abby didn't care about her. Kathy doesn't care about her now. She just wants to dance. But this is a lot of crying for right now. And I think it's because this is... um, it's shown out of order. I don't think this was the order this was this happened it in real it happen life.
1: After the competition I think it happened the after place. the
0: awards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think spoiler they're putting alert. it here. Yeah. Yeah. A spoiler alert for an episode of television that came out like 15 years ago. <laughs> but Seriously. still. Um, yeah, I I think it's because it happens after the awards, because she just like she's just sobbing in the middle of the day. I don't know. It's just strange to me. Um, so we see the Abbey Lee Dance Company in the green room, and Kelly says to Excuse me. Kelly says in her talking head that there was choreography that we didn't like and we changed.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, back Again. to that. we Ugh. we could get in trouble for this. So this is gonna be a this is gonna be on both of us. Yeah. But if it goes well, I definitely right. pick this out for you. I'm also
0: there. Ooh. So, Abby walks in and she asks Paige, which is good. You should put a little bit of responsibility. Like, don't go right after Kelly. I think it is smart to not like berate Paige, but to remind Paige that, like, you let somebody do something to you. You need to like stand up for mm-hmm. yourself more. I think that's where she was headed. I don't think that's where she ended up, but I think that's where she was headed, you yeah. know. But she says, like, Paige, what happened? Like, what did you do? And then Kelly steps in. And she's like, well, we did things and blah, blah, blah. And Abby says, Kelly, stop with the we. It's not about you. Which, again, hate to agree, but it's true. She's right. Like, Kelly, this is very firmly not about you. Uh, And then Abby goes back to asking Paige. She says, what what do you think was wrong with it, Paige? And Paige not looking at her, looking at the ground. She says, it was just too easy. Fair. Mm -hmm. Totally fair. Kelly's like, I'm so proud of her for standing up for herself. Blah, blah, blah. She didn't stand up for herself. She was cornered.
1: Yeah, and that's what felt really bad about it, is she was caught between these two I'm trying to think of the right word. I wanna say like I don't know, maybe it'll come to but like these two figures that she looks up to that are supposed to be oh, these yeah. like,
0: like caregivers. Like, yeah, like but caregivers feel, yeah, yeah,
1: caregivers feels like maybe too strong of a word yeah, I mean, for, a dance, right, <laughs> for a dance. Right. For a dance teacher. But in the sense that like these are both figures that mm-hmm. hold a lot of weight lot in of this kid's life. Uh-huh. And so to have these two, like, her having to change things and, like, like, be careful what she says so she protects her mom, Mm -hmm. but then also have to say things so she doesn't get in trouble by her dance teacher. It's, like, both of these two figures that should be creating a safe space for her are very much not – they're pitting her against both of them.
0: Exactly. But, like, it's not just, like, oh, pick
1: me. It's, like, no, I'm going to have you fight her for me. For me, And then Abby wants, like – her to fight her mom like yeah it's just yeah. this weird thing of like
0: she's just shuffled in between the two of them yes. constantly uh. it's almost like it's almost like kelly or abby thinks that by Paige being on their side somehow their argument is correct yeah. because abby's gonna say well if she agrees with me it's because i'm the dance teacher and look at how good of a teacher i am because she agrees with me yep but then if Paige is on kelly's side kelly will say well, it's because she's my daughter, and we have like our mother daughter relationship, so I must be right because I'm her mom, yeah, so they're trying to be like, no, like be on my team, no, be on my team. it's very,
1: but either way, upsetting. it's a loose loose <laughs> right,
0: yeah, either way, Paige is still just like a part of somebody else's like like evil scheme. <laughs> it's not like it's not yeah. good for Paige either way, yeah, absolutely, um. And then Abby says something about Paige making the changes, which, like, no, she didn't. It was Kelly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about Kelly, but also Kelly started the, you know, started this fight. She's stirring the pot for sure. Mm -hmm. And at one point, it zooms out, and we see Kelly and Paige sitting in a chair. The other moms and the kids are gone. They've all just, like, vanished. Did you see them file out the door? I may have missed that. It was
1: Holly holding the door as
0: you kids left. I love her. The educator who's like, children mm-hmm. should not be around adults yeah. screaming.
1: But then I felt bad because Paige was the only, like,
0: yeah. she couldn't
1: leave. And so, like, all of a sudden you have, like, at least you have other bodies in a room that it's like, at least there's other yeah. people. But then it's like, everyone left. And it was just like, mm. two other moms and her. Yeah. And then Abby. Yeah. They're just like, like, singled out.
0: And- yeah. And like, all of Paige's support system is gone. Yep. All, the, all of her friends are gone. Yeah. It's just her with adults about adult problems which is really sad. Um, If Kelly tells her kid not to cry one more time, I'm going to scream. Let your kid cry. Mm -hmm. Let her cry. What if Paige is, Paige has just been screamed at by a person that she has been taught to look up to. You Mm -hmm. told her to look up to her and you told her to care. And now that person's crying, making her cry, making her upset. Now she's crying. Why isn't she allowed to cry? What's the reason? Give me a good solid reason, Kelly, why your kid shouldn't be allowed to cry right now.
1: There isn't one. There
0: isn't one. Spoiler alert, there isn't one. Yeah. She's already danced. So even, like, don't cry you will ruin your makeup, which they say to their kids sometimes, too. Like, I don't understand what it is about some of these moms and how they don't want their, their daughters to cry. Why not? Let them cry. I don't know. I don't get that. I legitimately, like, unless we're really just trying to discourage fragility in our daughters. And we just want our daughters to toughen up and to not be so, so sensitive and like, don't cry, ignore your emotions. I don't understand what the point of this is. Why can't she just cry? You yeah. know what I mean? It's very frustrating to me. I was like legitimately trying to think as we were watching this, like, I don't think I grew up in a house where my mom told me not to cry. I don't think mm-hmm. my mom has ever told me don't cry. Like there's no benefit to that. Why would you ever say that to a kid? Don't Whatever you're about to feel, stop it. Yeah. What? I don't know. I just don't get it. I I don't get it. I, it's very frustrating to me. Let her cry, and then talk to her about why she's crying. Maybe have an open and honest conversation. Well,
1: a lot of it. Again, this is someone multiple years later watching a TV show that's yeah. super produced, yeah. but it felt very much like she was projecting onto her daughter. Like she realized oh, she messed yeah. up.
0: Like no, by no, no. forcing this yeah.
1: change, and that's the reason that her daughter is crying is because they changed something and she got in trouble for it. Yeah. And so instead of her looking inward and going,
0: Oh, oh no. my maybe my a better because of me. Yeah. yeah. And
1: kind of realizing like, Oh, yeah. I need to change something in me. It's like, Oh, well you crying is alerting me to a problem that I have. So if yeah, no. you stop crying, I'm not allergic. I'm not allergic to that problem.
0: Ugh. You're right. That It's so, it's-, it's so annoying to me. And it's like, like, the the things that we tell kids, especially at this age, like, the age that they are, like, they're so important. And kids, as, as you know, like, Gen Z millennial people are growing up, we're, like, realizing, like, the things that our parents told us when we were that age stick with us. Yeah. So, like, the the behavior pattern of don't cry, like, in what circumstance is that healthy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what, literally, what is the benefit of telling your kid not to cry? What are you hoping to get out of that? yeah mm, it really makes me mad. okay. cut to candy apples getting ready. the costumes, they're getting ready for the group dance for the Asian number, and it's making me so uncomfortable and so sweaty and it I hated it. I hated all of it. I really hated all of it. I also want to put onto the record that I'll cut out later if I want to. I didn't pick this for you on purpose. I didn't. I know you may I, have thought that no. and I when when they were talking about it, I was like, Oh my God, I was so pissed because I didn't see it in the show in like the description or anything and I did not pick it for you. I know you didn't. Okay, good. (laughs) I did not pick it for you. I was so pissed. There was only like a handful of times where I've picked episodes specifically for people based on the content. Yeah. But I did not pick this one for you, my brother in Christ. I swear to God, I did not. (sighs) Bradley spent uh, how many years of your life living in China?
1: almost seven
0: yeah did yeah. not pick this for you i wasn't oh i was really mad i was I'm, really upset i
1: was well aware that it, you did not pick it okay good i
0: was <laughs> like oh my I, god there,
1: i definitely noticed the irony of like
0: <laughs> of course it would be you huh mm-hmm. yeah well that's what happens when you're the most interesting person in a room sometimes set everything that happens is about you obviously <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so the costumes the music it's all it's all bad it's all bad news um and then the abby lee dance company is also getting ready and this is where we see the big kids again i'm like oh i forgot Mm -hmm. forgot they're also here this week um the candy apples are like filing in back behind the row where the abby lee dance moms are sitting they're like coming in behind them melissa leans back and listen, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna say anything about anybody. But there was another point one time where Jill and Melissa were standing so close, I thought they were gonna kiss. And as Melissa, or no, as Jill is walking back behind Melissa to get to the seat behind her, Melissa blew her a kiss.
1: Really, I have questions.
0: I, I did. I have questions. No judgment, but just questions. I just have questions about this. Anyway, and then Christy makes a comment that Kathy's being oddly quiet. She's like, usually Kathy. Is like really vocal when she sits behind us. She lets everybody know that she's here and whatever, but Kathy just comes in and shuts up and sits down. And it's very out of character for her. Hmm. Candy apples goes first. Um, The beginning of the, of the dance is all the older girls, which to me feels strategic by the choreographer that you would start out with your strongest dancers and then pepper in the small kids later to bring down the H division, which uh, again, I have questions for the logistics of that, but that's another podcast for another day. And then Christy makes a comment where she says, I think Kathy should get an award for, for creating new ways to use Vivi as a human prop for every dance. Which It's true. Vivi literally does no dance. Really? People just lift her and move her in. Yeah. I mean, set that's what happened. And, yeah. Dance. No dancing, just like placing all over, all over the state. Um, the boys don't have shirts on, and for whatever reason, that was very scandalizing to me. I don't know why. Like they're children, but like I don't know. Like, but why are you? I don't know. It was weird to me, and I don't. Again, I don't understand it. Didn't have shirts on. I thought that was strange. Um, and Abby's talking about <laughs> Abby's talking about the dance, and she says the dance was loud in your face and obnoxious, kind of like Kathy. Abby with the zingers this episode. I yeah. don't know if she's writing her own material, but she's kind of killing it. Like, those are both really mean and really funny. <laughs> Loud, in your face, and obnoxious. Just like Kathy, period. Uh, okay, the Abby Dance Company goes next. So this is where Abby says something about the dance being about working working the land and, mm-hmm. like, crops and stuff. Where? Yeah. What? How? Like, where is that in this? They were all in white dresses they all look like ghosts Mm what how is this giving like manifest destiny working the planes i am confused i don't understand i just don't get it i don't know melissa is in love with all of it of course she is she's like i love the choreography i love the costumes they they look so good they they dance so well blah 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 whatever um I also, like, I think I say this, like, every episode, and I'm going to say it for forever. I hate how much we talk about the appearance of these children. Yeah. I hate that. Abby, multiple times this episode says that that the girls are beautiful or pretty or whatever. Sometimes she says that they're hot, which is really frustrating to me. Yeah. But some, one of the moms, I didn't even take the minute to write it down because I am so bothered, but they're just talking about how how they look, not yeah. if they're dancing together or if they dance well together or if the group looks clean. It's how beautiful or how pretty or how oh, how hot the girls look, and I hate it. And I think it is kind of insensitive and ridiculous. Christy is sobbing. Christy is like falling to pieces, sobbing, and how beautiful this number is,
1: which I love. Like oh, a parent, oh yeah, a parent that gets in the gets in yeah. and just is like weeping because they're just like. <laughs> so in awe of their child up on stage doing what they do it's heartwarming it's heartwarming
0: really sweet and christy says something she goes i'm such a cry baby she's like but it was really beautiful and i was really proud of them they looked really good and i was crying yeah (laughs) i love that melissa i mean maddie doesn't have a solo this week but melissa every time maddie dances is sobbing every time she's weeping every time it's ridiculous it's like almost comical um Abby notes that these are completely... That this, compared to the Candy Apples, they're totally different dances. So she's like, I don't know who's going to win. She's like, the awards are anyone's guess because these are two really different numbers. So who knows? Okay. Solo awards. Paige, seventh out of who knows how many. Chloe is sixth. Mm -hmm. And Kendall doesn't even place. Yep. We hear nothing about her. And then the... (laughs) The group awards, fifth place is to the Abilene Dance Company. Mm -hmm. And then we go up, you know, to first place. And Holly and all the other moms are like, we were really nervous to hear who got first. First place doesn't go to the Candy Apples. So neither Candy Apples nor Kendall win. But (laughs) the first place for the group, group awards goes to a group whose dance title was titled, or whose dance was titled Schindler's List. Again, I have so many questions. <laughs> like, what is happening? And I don't, like, it's not a group we see. It's not a group we know. No but out gosh. of context, first place, Schindler's List. That's
1: what's happening in the world.
0: Yeah, that's what we're doing, I guess. Again, insensitivity knows no bounds, I suppose. Yeah. Ridiculous. So then the um, Abby Lee Dance Company's back in the green room. Abby congratulates Paige. Kelly pokes the bear because she can't help herself, I guess. And it's like, I did a really good job, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and Abby tells Kelly that if she wants to see a change, Paige has to want it. Um, and Kelly is like, well, Paige wanted to make these changes. No, she didn't. And Abby knows that, I think. Yeah. I think now she's articulating if Paige wants something different, excuse me, if Paige wants something different, she will have to do something about it. I can't keep hearing from you. You can't keep being shady. If she wants something different, it's on her to tell me. Yeah. Which I think is kind of a tall order because she is terrifying. And why would anybody want to ask her for anything ever? But whatever, whatever. Candy apples, green room. This is when I think the breakdown happens because Jill is pissed that Kendall didn't get enough attention or something. Mm -hmm. And Jill is just talking at Kathy Kathy is not paying attention to her. She's not even answering or responding. She's
1: just totally
0: like silent treatment, totally stonewalling her. And I think this is when she starts crying. I think this is the breakdown Mm -hmm. because Kathy's not responding to her. There's no conversation. And she just like shuts her out and and whatever. And I think that fuels the fire with Jill. And I think that's when she starts breaking down and crying. Mm -hmm. Right. That would make more sense to me than just like crying in the middle of an afternoon. Yeah. Who knows? that 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 would make way more sense to me. Um, the groups like crossing the hall, and oh it's not even really a cross. Kathy's walking to the elevator with a student, and the the dance the Abby Lee moms are just like standing in the hallway waiting for her. like literally like dance battle, West Side Story in the hallway, ready to go. And she walks through them and she goes to the elevator and she pushes the button and the elevator takes, you said this takes way too long to open. Like there was some producer like jabbing the button on the floor below to be like, no, 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 no. Like it needs to stay closed so they can fight. And they don't fight. Abby is like, where's your witty repartee, Kathy? Why are you fighting me? And Kathy just ignores them. Yeah. Silent treatment, nothing. And then that's it. I'm also confused why Kathy isn't saying anything. Because Kathy usually doesn't hold back when it comes to Abby. She's usually saying really out-of-pocket things all the time. But for whatever reason, she just doesn't. So, very embarrassing to hire two do to specific job was to choreograph a number to beat Abby. Yep. And you didn't beat Abby. That's yep. a waste of money and embarrassing. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. I thought the same thing, too.
0: <laughs> Ugh, yeah. She thought it would... I don't know. She thought it would, like, be a flex... And it, like, totally wasn't. It was yeah. actually, like, pretty embarrassing.
1: But also, even if they won, it's still like, okay, you won, but only because you had to f- have outside help. Like, yeah, yeah. So either way, I don't see how that's a
0: It's not Candy win. Apples Dance Center winning. It's right. those two goons that you found, uh, you know, from Central Casting who did it. It's not you. Yeah. So it's not even, it's like a win for your company, I guess, because they did it under your company. But, like, you didn't do that. So what the flex would be what? That you found good choreographers? Let's not... At that point, just... That's not a flex. Like, yeah. use the phone book or whatever they did in the 2010s. Who cares? Um, okay, do you have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to? <laughs> I'm going to guess the answer is no, but I'm providing no. space just in case.
1: My main <laughs> thoughts and takeaways from that were
0: mm-hmm.
1: how awful that whole... Yeah, like using your kid thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that was my takeaway.
0: Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Sometimes the the using your kid for personal gain stuff isn't as egregious, but like that was pretty bad. Yeah, and like all we saw too, that was like kind of it. That we was saw the
1: main. Yeah, the there's episode, like I they're planting
0: like... seeds about Jill and Kendall potentially coming back to to Pittsburgh. Yep. But like the main plot was page or Kelly versus Abby assisted by page. Like that was kind of the whole thing. So, yeah. Um, Okay. In terms of songs, what song do you have? I'm going to add it to the playlist. The playlist that's linked to my link tree. It's a spot on Spotify, which you can't get to because you're an Apple music person. But it's there for people who have access to Spotify.
1: <laughs> second person today that's giving me a hard time. really Spotify.
0: Was another one one of your co-workers? Yeah. I have the same it's... comedic material as one of your co-workers. Yeah, sorry. That's upsetting. I need to look inward. Bradley works in a particularly Republican profession. So that sucks for me. That like my jokes are line up with one of your coworkers. This co
1: This coworker's cool. I I, cool
0: for real or like cool, cool in the context? Real. It's like, is it's as good as it's, it's, it's going to no, get? No, cool
1: for real. Okay. This is a coworker that I will hang out with outside of work. Okay, cool. saying something.
0: Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Okay, yeah, what is yeah. it?
1: Um, let me find it. It is a song called Astro Van by Mount Joy. And I will play I'm it adding it right bit. now. Okay. It's just a very... skip ahead and try and find
0: put it up like this
1: okay it's just very mellow
0: psychedelic sounds like something something you would like (laughs) I love that is this how did you find this because your your like um, quest for finding music is very interesting to me
1: (laughs) um I heard of these people through like a playlist or like mm-hmm. you start listening and it's like oh if you listen to this kind of stuff
0: oh you might like yeah this.
1: um and then this song i especially liked any song that's like post evangelical like yes it's like still kind of i don't know like there's not a good category for it yet i feel like but mm-hmm. just like this it talks about jesus It talks about christianity but it's definitely not not, yeah like it's not a. and so this song like talking about jesus driving an astro band like
0: interesting yeah
1: on you know mushroom trip like
0: love absolutely yeah Yeah. um were you a ccm kid did you have like christian bands that you were really into yeah what were they well yeah of course duh stupid question toby
1: mack was oh
0: yeah the the pinnacle he was the cool one yeah. He was like the rebel, you know? He was like the cool one cuz he <laughs> rapped and he was white. And it was really weird, but he was really cool, and he had a black friend. Yeah. Which was like, you That's know, a- his whole thing. So, and yeah. what else did you listen to when you were a kid?
1: <laughs> um trying some of the other
0: We were a Reliant K family and a Switchfoot mm. family. That was And Toby Mac.
1: I was like 2 or 3 years too like short like i oh, there's yeah, a few pe- like i had a few people yeah that were a few years older than i was that were who were really yes. into reliant k oh, and i got into like the tail end like some dude. like my collapsible lung was yes. one that i like listened to a ton yeah but i missed like the height of reliant
0: K dude who i am hates who i've been dude i mean I, and on honestly some of that music still holds up because uh, yeah. they don't really well, talk about jesus it's just no. like personal okay.
1: growth that's another thing that i have beef about is <laughs> what The way that Christian music realizes that it's not cool, and so they have to steal non-Christian artists and make them artists, and of course, like it works out for the artists because
0: yeah, because they're 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 staying in the bag either way. Yeah,
1: like there's (sighs) quite a few. So the two people that two bands that come to mind right now Uh that it's like need to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, I was just and Johnny Swim. (laughs) Christians
0: love them.
1: Evangelical Christians. This is for you. They are not a Christian band <laughs> no, as much as you want them to be. I'm very sorry. They're not. They, it fits. Sure. I think they probably are all maybe Christians. I think I, I sure. think it's fine. Sure. But they are not a Christian band. Need no. to Breathe is not a Christian band. No.
0: You're co-opting them. You're yes. taking them and appropriating them, yes. and they are not. Like,
1: no. And here's the secret. You can like someone that's not a Christian artist. You can like Need to Breathe because Period. they have good music. Yeah. They don't need to be a Christian –
0: i mean yeah they don't need to
1: be christian it's okay
0: it's It's okay okay. we'll still think you're cool it's okay yeah (laughs) that kind of stuff is ridiculous (laughs) well and then reliant k is now or was on tour and their opener is like a non-binary person and Mm -hmm. they're like a very affirming band and they're like yeah we never really got down with evangelicalism in the first place yeah which i
1: don't even know like I don't think they ever branded themselves as Christian. I don't think Christian. so either. Switchfoot is, was another one that yes. never, they like purposefully never branded themselves as a Christian band, even though they yeah. are pretty yeah. Christian. They're
0: like, they're more like, I mean, and you can believe in personal growth without being a Christian too. So it's like, right. if your music is just centered around the idea of bettering yourself, that doesn't mean you're a Christian. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can just like, who I am hates who I've been. Like that's good. That's, that's just a good, good line. But, that's just yeah. a bar. Like I don't know what to tell you. That's just a good line. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, I have a story to tell about the song that I picked. Okay, it's not okay. that long, but it's a little embarrassing. But I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say because it it's really funny. So, uh, the song I picked is a song by Demi Lovato because they're coming out with new music, and this new album is supposed to be similar to the first two albums that they put out in 2008, 2009, because they're like pop punk emo music. And so the, so this is, I'm going to do this. Demi um, went to rehab recently, came out of rehab and almost died at the time that they went in because they were, what was it that they were doing Coke that was laced with fentanyl that's pretty and intense. like, and got to a point where when they were in the hospital, like doing like blood transfusions and all these different things, that like they stopped being able to see. That like they oh, had to wow. take them to the line of like death to like bring them back. It was really, really intense. And people in their life were like, "Yeah, they're gonna die. Like this is it. Like they were like the doctors were calling in their parents to be like say goodbye because this is it. Because we're we're not gonna be able to do anything about this, but." They lived, came back, went to rehab, came out of rehab and is now coming out with um, an album of music that likens to the first two albums that came out. So the first song that was released as a single is called Skin of My Teeth. And the refrain is about being alive by the skin of your teeth and all these different things. And the second single that came out is called Substance, but it's about looking for substance in people, not like substance that you would like abuse and stuff. So I'm going to play a little bit of it. And I love Demi Lovato. And I love them as a kid because they mm-hmm. were a Disney Channel kid. Yeah. So they were like fine to have on in the house. Cause like it was Disney Channel. So like how bad could it be? <laughs> but they also were like on the verge of like Paramore's kind of like emo music sort of. Yeah. So it let me as a kid be edgy. And I, lo- <laughs> and I still like love their music. Let me play a little bit of this. So it's very that, and it likens back to this album that came out in 2009. Oh, my God. That came out in (laughs) 2009. So this album, I loved this album as a kid. I had this album. It's called Here We Go Again, and the first album that that I can't remember what it was called, but I had them both as a kid and thought they were so Edgy and like so cool. And so I've been listening, been re listening to this music that came out in 2009. And I was listening to this song specifically that's called Solo. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I thought I. It is so. Good. And so I was listening to this song specifically in Target and I was looking for something. And I was wearing my fanny pack strapped across my chest and I had my phone stuck in the pocket, but the pocket was open. And I did, and I had my AirPods in because I don't go to stores without AirPods because I, this stresses me out. And I like, as previously noted, yes, absolutely. I'm not raw dogging any sort of grocery store. And I like looked at something on the shelf. I was like squatting down. And when I stood up, my phone fell out of my fanny pack, but I didn't notice it until I walked away and I heard it disconnecting. And I was like, oh crap. Now my phone is somewhere, whatever. And so I go back to where I was and keep in mind, this song is still playing. It's disconnecting, but the more I walk back to where I was, it's connecting and it's fine. But then I look for my phone and my phone's gone. I'm like, great. Now, whoever has my phone knows that this is what I'm listening to. That I'm listening to music from 2009, trying to like feel my emo fantasy once again. And I get to the target, dude. There's a couple of them that are that are looking at me and then looking at each other and kind of giggling and then looking at me. And one of them walks forward and he like holds my phone. He goes, "Is this your phone?" And the screen is fully lit up with the song on it. And he's like, "Is it this? Is this your phone?" And I was like, "Yes." And he like kind of chuckled and was like, "Here you go." And I was like, "Thanks." That album I- came out in two thousand and nine, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like fully listening to it rocking on a target. And this like eighteen year old kid is like, "Here's your phone, weirdo. I'm like thanks. <laughs> so it was I mean, I have no shame. It's not a guilty pleasure because I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, but it was also pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so, anyway, um, okay, Enneagram stuff, really quick, because yes. I skipped over to the beginning. Yes, and you are the person. I think out of everyone in my life who knows the enneagram, the most. Yes. So, what enneagram type are you? Tell the tell the class.
1: I am an enneagram one.
0: Yes, another yes. one. A
1: lot. Of, I found <laughs> a best. lot of a lot of ones don't like being ones. I am very Fair. like I like being a one. You like, like I look at right. the other numbers as like, yeah,
0: <laughs> you're like I'm the best. <laughs> I'm right. I'm good.
1: I, I I do realize the reasons <laughs> that people hate ones. Yeah. One like. Including. It's the reason
0: why people hate eights, too. Yeah. It's really similar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But I have a very strong nine wing, which allows me to avoid a lot of, like, the – Yeah. Like, the – all the things, like, the stereotypical things that people don't like about ones mm-hmm. just being, you know, perfectionistic and very critical of other people. Because of my nine wing, that keeps it very internal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when I tell people that I am not – that I am a one Mm -hmm. they don't believe they're like really that's so surprising
0: yeah I think I feel like that it made sense for me that you were a one because I know a lot of ones already Mm -hmm. and you're like my sister my sister is a one with a nine and so when you and I first met I remember thinking like oh like you remind me of my sister in the way that like The comments you make and the way that you exist in, like, the world at large reminds me of my sister. So because I already had that point of reference, it wasn't surprising to me. I was like, he is just like my sister is.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's more when people don't, like, they're just like, oh, one's, like, perfectionistic Mm -hmm. and, like, very critical. Yeah. It's like, I don't outwardly, inwardly, yes. Yeah. But outwardly, not not as much. So unless you're aware of, like, the wings and how they, like...
0: And all that stuff. Yeah. You're not going to get any of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, dang. Okay. All of my social media stuff is in the link in the show notes to all of this. The link to support the podcast is also there. If you feel so, if the spirit moves you to give a contribution, the plates are coming around. You can Do drop it. your donations in the plates as we stand together and sing. <laughs> um, if you want to, that's great. If you don't, that's also great. Um, that money is going to go directly back into the podcast, into upgrading audio equipment and all that fun stuff. So if you want to, that is what that's going towards. Not just, not just me in my pocket. Dang. Well, guests, my guest, my audience, I love you and I'm proud of you. Well, and I will thank you for doing this also, Bradley. Oh my gosh. of course, The best. Yes. Um, Liza, do you have anything else to say? She's been sleeping for most of this kind of surprisingly. Unless she's letting you pet her, which is so weird that but listeners, I'm putting this on the record that Bradley is the only straight white guy that Liza likes. Mainly, the only straight guy in general that I'm she likes is you. Ridiculous. Beyond honored. Yeah. I'm beyond annoyed. But I mean, and it takes nothing. Like you just put your hand down and she walks over to you. She's she does is not that <laughs> way with any other straight guy ever. Ever. It's crazy. But yeah, she just feels at ease, I guess, at peace. Ridiculous. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.